God's word is a fire in my bones and I cannot keep it in. We are not building an institution or a program. We are building the kingdom of God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Oh, good evening, friends. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Tonight, we're going to take a look at, well, Advent, the word peace tonight. Katie's in the studio with me. How are you doing, Katie? Doing great. How are you, Jason? I'm great. Glad you're here. And again, this is Do Not Keep Silent. Yep, don't be a push over again. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com in a little series here about hope, peace, joy, love. And we're going to talk about peace right now. Again, we're reflecting on Advent just a bit. You know what, Katie, before we get into it, Advent, what does that even mean? <laughs> Basically, it's the, uh, the season of looking forward to Christ's coming. And uh, so the the word Advent, you may be wondering, where does that come from? I do. <laughs> so there was actually a Greek word, parousia, that means coming. And then the Latin equivalent of that is Adventus. Huh, that sounds like Advent. Ah. That's where it came from. So that's where we get the word Advent from, essentially from the Greek and then from the Latin. And then we eventually, you know, get to English. So. And then again, so... Advent itself means what again? Coming. Okay. So coming, so looking at the coming. Yeah. Kind of. Well, yeah, like we're we're waiting for, essentially we're waiting for Christmas to come. That is okay. what the season of Advent means. You know, so many. Anticipation. Yeah, exactly. Like so many people say, you know, oh, we're in the Christmas season now. Technically, we're not. The Christmas season actually starts with Christmas and then goes after. I was going to say it's after. So it is. I know. That's the like church calendar wise. So you're in Advent right now. Just a little rabbit trail. That's okay. The Go 12 for days it. of Christmas yes. really are when? The 12 days after Christmas. Yes. Isn't between, that crazy? Between Christmas and Epiphany, which is January 6th. And uh, most people, let's just be honest, it's they think it's before. Yeah. But it's after. Christmas or the, or Day. they don't even know and they just sing the song. Right. Well, not just that, but I mean, I'm thinking of, you know, oh, whether it's a movie or whatever, you know, like at our house, we'll have a little calendar and there's, a, you open up the little thing. An advent calendar, uh, yes. perhaps. And you, you open it up and it goes up to Christmas. Well, yeah, and because Christmas advent, Day you open it up. Exactly. Advent is the coming. It's an there advent calendar. It's, it's not, not a Christmas calendar. It's not the 12 calendar. days of Christmas. Right. Exactly. Pretty cool, huh? It is. Yes. So with that, friends, let's just dig right into it, Katie. Peace. Again, you can find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. All right. So there is in the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, uh, verse 14 says, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So tonight we're talking about the word peace and that idea. So previously we had talked about hope and how we have that certain hope in Jesus Christ and the promises that God has given us. And it's because of that hope that we can have peace, true and lasting peace in Jesus Christ. So that verse I quoted, glory to God in the highest heaven on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. It's a common one from the Christmas story in Luke 2. And it's where we get that phrase, peace on earth. It's commonly spoken during this Advent and I guess Christmas season. So the angels proclaim this phrase in the presence of the shepherds who were among the first to hear of the birth of the Savior on earth. 
But what exactly is this peace that the angels proclaimed? Well, the Greek word for priest is erene. So there's your fun Greek word for the night, erene. Erene. Yes. Good job. All right. And it can mean peace, harmony, tranquility, safety, welfare, health, a lack of strife, or reconciliation in a relationship. So pretty uh, wide range of meanings there. It can also be used as a greeting for either hello or goodbye. Just as the Hebrew word shalom is often said, which mm. also means peace, by the way, yes. is, you know, hello or goodbye. So you could go up to someone and say, Irene, and they would have no clue what you were talking about, which would be fantastic. But <laughs> <laughs> then you can explain to them that it means peace. <laughs> so using it as a greeting has the implication of wishing God's peace on the person you are greeting, you know, more than just a, a simple hello or goodbye. But that is kind of a tradition we have gotten away from today. I mean, there's not many people who you'd, you know, walk up and say peace. I guess you could. <laughs> right. Right. We, you could go Rene and then when they go Shalom, you're like, oh, I got nothing. <laughs> that would be awesome if that <laughs> happened. I would love that. <laughs> I'm totally going to have to do that next time I see you, Jason. Just Great. be like, Rene, and you'll and be like, Shalom. <laughs> and then you're going to go something else. And then I'm going to go, I got nothing. Yeah, I'll just start throwing out random Greek yeah, words at you're you You're going to say all these words. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. And I'm going to go, that was awesome. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. So in our world today, we often think of peace as a sense of stillness or maybe even like the absence of conflict. You know, perhaps if you have small children in your home, you imagine peace as when the kids are sleeping soundly and you have a moment to rest. If you're dealing with some arguments or disagreements, chaos in your life, perhaps you think of peace as a time when there is no more of that and everyone can just get along. If you've lived through a major war, perhaps peace to you is when that war is finally over. So we all have different ideas of what peace might look for us, look like for us. But we know from the scriptures that that is not necessarily the kind of peace that Jesus came to bring us. He didn't just necessarily to come to bring you peace like when your kids are sleeping. Not not just that kind of peace. I am so glad we're going through this. All right. I really am. Good. Because so many people think peace, no war, no conflict. Mm-hmm. That is not mm-hmm. the kind of peace scripture is really talking about, is it? Exactly. Yes. And that's what we're digging into. That is not quite. I mean, sure, that's all good. Right. Right. But that's not the peace that Jesus came to bring. Right. Yeah, Jesus' arrival on earth did not bring this profound sense of quiet and calm to the world. We know that's not what happened. It wasn't like, oh, everything just stopped being bad because Jesus arrived on earth. That's not how this worked. Jesus' arrival on earth did not cause all conflicts and disagreements to stop. It did not end wars, all of that. So what kind of peace did Jesus come to bring? Well, he came to bring us everlasting peace, a peace that passes all understanding. We really can't fully understand this peace that Jesus brings. It is supernatural and beyond the full comprehension of our finite human minds. So he said, in this world, you will have trouble. We've talked about that earlier. Yes, yes, we So did. we're going to have trouble, and he wants to bring peace uh-huh. in that troubled world. Yes. Is that what we're talking about? Yes, it's that, that peace that's more focused on eternal things, not a peace that's focused on the immediate events of so this world. So not that, oh, it's so calm and peace. No, it is about having peace in and through the struggle. Yes. Right. Yeah. Sure. We like to have that peace where everything's nice oh, and calm and there's I no conflict. It. That's great. 
But that's not the peace that Jesus came to bring. You know, again, Jesus being on earth. I mean, look at Jesus's ministry in the Gospels. You know, did he go around just making everything calm? No. I would say he did the almost the exact opposite most of the time. Right. Yeah. He went around stirring the pot. Yes. <laughs> he didn't just go along with what the Pharisees were saying because, oh, then it'll keep the peace. That is exactly not what Jesus did. No. Because he didn't come to bring that kind of peace. Sorry. I, I, I got to okay, go for the, it. The guy sitting at the pool wait, waiting to be healed for like 30 some years. Okay, mm-hmm. I think this is a perfect example. Okay, that guy's sitting there and he wants to be healed, or at least he's saying he wants to be healed. And Jesus goes up to him and goes, pretty much goes, um, "Why are you still here? Do you want to be well? Yeah. Do you want to be healed? That is not bringing peace. I Meaning in the world, he was trying to say, "Hey, I'm here to help you. I want to help you. Uh, surely, you could have had somebody over the last few years put you into the pool because you know right when they're going to stir it up. Mm-hmm. You know." So, okay, what kind of peace, and if I'm being a, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't even know. Spoiler, I apologize, but what kind of peace is Jesus saying he's going to bring? Well, that's what we're looking at. Good. <laughs> it's the peace that's focused on eternity, not so the peace not, in our daily not circumstances. Not peace. Right. Not the, like, the peace of the things of this world, you know, where, okay, things are calm for a moment. That's not the peace. It's the eternal peace that we have only through Jesus. So friends who just heard that are going, I'm turning this off because I want peace now in this world. Hang tight because it's coming of what peace in this world really looks like, meaning peace in the kingdom. Right? Yes. Okay. All right. So Philippians 4, verse 7 tells us, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So when I read that verse, it strikes me that it begins with the conjunction and. Well, in the original Greek, it's significant that this conjunction is the word chi, not day, in the original Greek language. The conjunction day can mean and, but, for, etc., you know, depending on the context. But the conjunction chi typically joins two similar parts of speech. So like two nouns, two verbs, whatever. So that means that verse 7 that we just read is clearly connected to the phrases before it. And why is that so important? Because context is very important when interpreting any scripture verse. Get ready for your mind, some of you, to be blown. (laughs) Or you actually are going to get some peace of mind right now. Ooh, nice tie (gasps) in there with the peace. Nice. So... We go a few verses before. So Philippians 4, verses 4 through 6, say, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then we go into verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Our Lord. Absolutely. So how do we try and obtain this eternal peace that Jesus came to bring? Exactly what Philippians 4 tells us. Rejoice. Be gentle. Don't be anxious. Pray. Be thankful. And most importantly, note that at the end of verse 5, it says, The Lord is near. Near can mean that he's physically nearby, or it can mean that he is near in time. This particular use of the word means the latter, that he's close to us in time, potentially referring to Jesus' second coming. Now, the Apostle Paul, who wrote this letter to the Philippians, 
believed that Jesus was going to return again in his lifetime. And all Christians throughout the ages have believed that same thing, and we should as well. Because during this Advent season, we look forward to our annual celebration of Jesus' birth as a baby in Bethlehem. We should also be looking forward to the time when Jesus will be physically near to us again when he comes at his second coming. I'm going to interrupt you here because it. it's my show. And <laughs> because I, I want to make sure we don't lose focus on this Philippians 4 regarding, well, all of it. It's just amazing. Friends, let your gentleness be evident to all. Okay? I'm, we're going to pick that apart a little bit. So many people now today would say, be gentle. Okay? Ready? Ready? Code word for don't challenge me. Don't 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 hurt me. Don't, don't say, oh, you shouldn't be sitting there. No. No, no, no. That is not scripture. I mean, what I'm saying here, friends, is we need to be gentle. We need to say lovingly, truthfully pointing things out in a gentle way. And then that person that you are talking to, and by the way, I'm not talking about going to someone and judging them and saying, you're a horrible person. And you're No, you have a relationship with them and you're building up your relationship, not just with them, but hopefully helping them build their relationship with Christ, you with you, you with Christ, and your gentleness, you're lovingly speaking out the truth, and you're gentle to them. That is so against what our culture is saying today. But that is what Scripture is meaning, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's how we have that eternal peace from Jesus. Even if our circumstances are not peaceful, we can still have that peace when we rejoice in the Lord always because he is near. We don't need to be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, present, with, Thanksgiving. Yeah, with Thanksgiving, present your request to God. That is how we obtain that eternal peace that Jesus came to bring. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It is truly about a mindset, friends. Are you in a mindset of the Bible or a mindset of the world? Are you willing to unconditionally surrender to God and say, yes, God, I'll do your will, or are you going to rebel? The choice really is up to you. And if you want peace, well, peace in this world is really hard to get, except for peace of mind in the Lord. Well, it's right there for the taking. It really is. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. And we're going to keep digging into this Advent series here. Again, we're looking at the word hope. And Katie, we're looking at peace. I'm sorry, peace. <laughs> forgive me. Thank you. We were looking at hope last time. We did. But we are in a series of hope, peace, joy, love. Thanks for the correction. You're welcome. And friends, we're going to come back. We'll talk more about peace. We're going to dig into peace even more. Yep. We're going to look at some Bible verses where we can find what the Bible says about peace. And the reason this is so important, friends, friends. Don't be anxious about anything. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. Give it over to God completely again in an unconditional surrender. This is the Worldview Warriors Fast Cast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason DeZurich. I'd like to begin today's Fast Cast with a quote from Oswald Chambers. There is only one thing God wants of us, and that is our unconditional surrender. Friends, it can be hard to do this because instead of surrendering to God, 
So many people want to go their own way and do their own thing, yet in God's actions toward us, their God is being patient, grace-filled, and being self-controlled. Since God is love, we can logically conclude that allowing people to go their own way, to make their own mistakes, to allow them to live out their God-given free will, and even to sin, though God doesn't want us to, and they receive their own natural law consequences, we can assume this is loving, because God is the example to us. It seems many people struggle with this idea, though, and seemingly some people want to take the place of God in others' lives, and they do not even realize it. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. This is the Worldview Warriors Fastcast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason DeZurich. We see in Acts 2 that it says, Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all, as everyone had need. Well, today I'd like to challenge you, dear listener, with having a biblical worldview mindset instead of having a mindset that's a secular humanistic worldview. You see, the choice really is yours to make. Are you putting your hope and trust and faith in a broken and what I will call a slave-making system? Or are you putting your faith and hope and trust in all Almighty God and His people, you know, the church. As you can hear from that text I shared earlier, the biblical answer is to look to God Almighty and His people. To dig more into this idea, go read my blog post titled, There Is a Better Way, Almighty God's Way, today. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. Yeah, go find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. Really appreciate you being with us tonight. We're taking a look at peace and looking at hope. Peace, joy, and love tonight. Katie, let's just continue on digging into this again. Do not keep silent.com. Go find us there. Thank you so much for being with us, friends. And again, this is Do Not Keep Silent. All right. Well, we're going to look at some verses in the Bible that talk about peace. So we're going to start off with 2 Thessalonians 3.16, which says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with you. Because again, that eternally focused peace, that only comes from God. He is the Lord of peace himself. And we ask for him to give us that eternal peace in all times and in every way, because he is with us. And then Romans fifteen thirteen says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we know that Jesus was foretold to be the Prince of Peace. We hear that often in this Advent season. And that is from Isaiah 9, 6, which says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And at his birth, the angels proclaimed, Peace on Earth. They proclaimed that to the shepherds out in the fields. And then in John fourteen twenty seven, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Now notice, mm. he's talking about peace there. And he says, I do not give to you as the world gives. Jesus, huh. Jesus is calling out the different kind of peace. This is not the worldly peace, meaning the absence of conflict. Two different mindsets. Exactly. It's not that worldly mindset of, oh, I just want everything to be calm. Jesus says that he brings his peace, which is that eternal peace that is not based on our circumstances, 
but rather based on, on who God is and the peace that Jesus came to bring us. And a little bit later in that same talk, in uh, John sixteen thirty three, Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So Jesus came to bring us peace. But then right after that, in this world you will have trouble. So he's not bringing us peace as in the absence of conflict. He is bringing us the eternal peace that we have through faith and trust in him. You know what? Let's just talk real quick about the person listening right now going, but I want peace in this world. I I need to have peace in this world so I don't worry. I'm not anxious. We've got to stop all wars. We've got to stop climate change. We've got to save the kittens, whatever it is. (laughs) It's not saying those are necessarily bad things, but in this world, we will have trouble, right? We will. Jesus said so. So how do we, as Christ followers, how do we deal with that in a loving way? Well, and that's the thing, is that the peace of Jesus, the main focus is not to bring peace in all these worldly things. The main focus is to bring us spiritual peace. But through that spiritual peace, if we have our faith and our trust totally and completely in Jesus— then some of those worldly peace things will happen. I mean, think about it. If every person in the entire world, if everyone had their faith totally and completely in Jesus, I think there would be peace. The problem is that we're all sinful. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people in this world who do not believe in Jesus and who do not believe that they should put their faith and their trust in him. And so as long as people will keep putting their faith and trust in worldly things, they will keep getting disappointed by them, and then we won't have peace in this world. Mm. So the, the, the way that we can potentially try to fix some of these worldly things where we don't have peace is to put our peace, have that peace from Jesus Christ by putting our faith in him. Now, again, it may not work, but we can at least control our own attitude. And if we have our faith in Jesus Christ, then we can, even in the midst of conflict, we can experience the peace that only he can give. Again, going back to Philippians 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. I mean, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then what happens, Katie? And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Look, I I, I wasn't going to share this, but I am tonight. I've been blessed to be able to coach a girls basketball team at the varsity level. Some of them are, their minds are just consumed with worry and anxious. And I'm like, what are you worried about? And they'll be like, well, what if I screw up? And I I usually look at them and go, probably will. (laughs) Which probably doesn't give him a lot of confidence. Well, maybe not, but the truth of the matter is, friends, you're going to fail at some point. You're not perfect. You're not God. And until we get to a point of realizing that and believing it, I don't know if we're really going to move forward because we've got to, as the fast cast said earlier, give an unconditional surrender to God and realize God is God. 
We are not. Now, we can strive to do godly principles, godly ways. But when we mess up, and you notice I said when, then we have to confess it, ask for forgiveness, and repent. And therein lies the peace, doesn't it? Exactly. Well, you say exactly like, oh, yeah, no problem. I mean, <laughs> well, it's not that for, easy to do. <laughs> I, well, I'm saying because the person listening, what do you mean by exactly for them tuning in? Well, and that's the thing. When we, have, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, that's where we will have peace. So in Colossians 3.15, it says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Mm. Peace should be that way of life for those, for those of us who follow Jesus. Mm. Because, yes, we will mess up. We will make mistakes. That happens. But the peace that we're talking about is not the momentary circumstantial peace. It is that peace of eternity. You know, mm. sure, you may mess up in that basketball game you were playing. You know what? That doesn't really affect your eternity. Well, it doesn't define you as a person. Exactly. Because, I mean, you know, you're, you don't let that define your character. Because we are going to make mistakes. But then the question is, how do you handle those mistakes? Do you use it as an opportunity to beat yourself up? Or do you use it as an opportunity to say, all right, I messed up. What do I need to learn from this experience? And how can I grow in that mm -hmm. to grow into that person who is living in the peace of God? And I, I just believe that is so much more of a kingdom mindset, meaning being in growth, being mature, meaning not mature, but learning to become mature. Be willing to say, you know what? I've got stuff i got to learn. I don't have it all figured out. And be willing to say, you know what? When someone asks you a question, you don't know the answer, they go, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say that, oh, right? It's completely okay. Yeah. If you asked me something and I didn't know, I'd say, well, you know what? Let me find out. <laughs> exactly. So, friends, we just encourage you, go find peace. Again, peace of mind in the kingdom of God, this is Do Not Keep Silent. Katie, we're going to continue on in this uh, series, right? Yes, we are. We are going to be talking about joy next. So joy and then love. Again, hope, peace, joy, love. Taking a look at Advent. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. Or go find our parent ministry, worldviewwarriors.org. Online at do not keep silent.com. Keep